0: We did it. I still can't believe we got this project done so fast and so well. When I'm in New York, I'm in Chicago and I'm in LA, but we're making it happen in Miro. Together. Our best work just happens faster on Miro's collaborative online whiteboard. No more scheduling meeting after meeting for work that could happen from anywhere. Whether it's getting design feedback here, mapping timelines here, or brainstorming next steps here. It all just happens on the Miro board. Exactly. And it's nice not having to wait an entire day to get sign off from this guy. Hey! Well, it is true. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com. The first three boards are free forever. That's M I R O.com. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. I'm Rob. Without Rich today, we did this podcast once and we had technical issues. Unfortunately, we're having to re-record again and Rich can't make it today. But what we're going to be taking a look at is England versus the West Indies. The T20 train stops absolutely no one. England have got five T20 internationals coming up in the West Indies starting this Saturday night, 8pm in the UK, 9 in the morning in New Zealand. So happy days going on. And this is really, really important. Not just a test match, but your chance to rate, review, and subscribe. Now, I never, ever managed to say this at the start. Saying it at the start, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, it's much, much appreciated. If you're on YouTube, leave a thumbs up. If you're on Apple, that's what we're really targeting at the moment. If you can leave a five-star review for the podcast and say something funny about this England cricket team's capabilities, we're going to read you out on the podcast next time we record. So this is really important because it's England's chance to back. they had a, a gut-wrenching semi-final loss against the Black Caps. Daryl Mitchell played that incredible innings, and all the way through over the course of the last five years, everyone's going, "This is England's time. England are the team that are going to go and win the World Cup." Didn't manage to do it. They've been there once. They've been to the dance. They won the 2019 one-day international World Cup. So, it's it's. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the end of an era, but this is peak. England, when we spoke and did the preview podcast for England versus New Zealand during the summer in the test matches, different format, yes, but different ends of the scale. England in T20 internationals are at the peak, and New Zealand and that team were very much at the peak of their powers in test match cricket, and they won the World Test Championship, more power to them. West Indies, completely different end of the scale, very similar to where England are in test match cricket, where they've got a huge rebuild job going on. So we're going to break down the squads, plenty of rotation, new faces coming in, um, it, it's exciting. So five T20 internationals, 22nd, 23rd, 26th, 29th, and 30th, all five games being played at Barbados. Now, I don't know if that's down to COVID restrictions or it's just the way things have kind of worked out. In, in my eyes, I would probably say it's COVID. do make a lot of changes. There's a lot of rest and rotation and a lot of coaching changes go, going on. Now, we have seen in the press, there's all this stuff about Silverwood and Giles and how the system works, um, not just outside in the whole sphere of English cricket and pathways and Uh, county cricket this is about the coaching team and now the coaching team are taking a break they've done whatever they've been doing throughout the summer then they've had the t20 world cup and then the ashes this time it is a paul collingwood led england team which is good i think everyone here sits around and goes paul collingwood great character great player hard as nails um why not why why can't he be a good coach so Collingwood captained England in the 2010 T20 World Cup in the West Indies, which they went and won. So that's a, a good omen. And he's going to be supported by Marcus Triscothic. I feel like this is a good thing. I feel like... Too many things on your plate. You don't finish your dinner. Chris Silverwood. Well, I've got tests. I've got one days. I've got player pathways. I've got my scouting team. I've got one day internationals. That's too much on your plate, mate. You're never going to finish it. So having someone of Collingwood's ilk come in and give it a go. See what happens. I mean, what's the worst that happens? We don't do very well, but we know we've already got a good set of players going on the pitch. Where a test match cricket, what Silverwood's main attraction is... You know, we know we're we're not quite up there with everyone else. So, Joss Butler, Davin Mulan, Johnny Besto, Chris Wokes, Mark Wood all rested now they've just done huge stints pretty much i'm making assumptions as well they've done the summer they've done the 100 uh, they did the test series they did the ipl and then moved on to go to the world cup and then straight into australia so these guys deserve a break like we as normal human beings walking the earth that don't play sport we go to work and we're entitled to so many days annual leave a year surely these guys are exactly the same so it is a good thing, because what it does, it creates opportunity for other people to be able to have a go. Now, the squad looks like Owen Morgan, uh, captain in the team as always. Moe Nally, Tom Banton, Sam Billings doing back-to-back duties. Harry Brook, Liam Dawson, George Garton, Chris Jordan, Liam Livingston, Saqib Mahmood, Tymo Mills, David Payne, Adil Rashid, Jason Roy, Phil Salt, Reese Topley, James Vince. It is a hugely rotated team, but these things are always exciting. We've got such a dynasty of white ball cricket. It's so hard for these guys. They do well in the blast. They do well in the hundred. They go and play franchise cricket all over the world. This is a chance to be able to go and score some runs in an England shirt, which doesn't come around very often because the guys who are wearing the England shirt are doing such a wonderful job. Now, starting off, just picking out a few players. Sam Billings, I think, is one that really needs looking at. There's a lot of eyes on Sam Billings. Time comes in place one day. Cricket never lets the team down. Sam Billings is coming off his first test match. Had to drive all the way across Australia. Bloody big pitch. Great bloke. Even uh, called into a radio show while he was driving through. Going, hey, I'm Sam Billings. I'm doing this drive. On how you do in white ball cricket to see where you kind of fit in the system. Whether you're good enough for man at number seven for England at the moment. Josh Butler's there. We don't know. It's only going to add weight to the argument that Sam Billings is a multi-format cricketer for this England team. And he may well be. It's hard to know. That second innings dismissal uh, in the Ashes gave the view of someone that's stuck in white ball mode but why wouldn't he be stuck in white ball mode he's just been traveling the earth playing what huge amounts of energy huge amounts of confidence in his own ability really looked the part and added to the team in other ways other than his batting in the second inning so interesting to see how or first time playing they're making an assumption that he's going to be playing since 2008 campaign he he can do a little bit. He's, I don't want to use the term poor man's Moinelli, but he's not as good at batting as Moeen Ali and it's hard to know whether his, uh, whether his bowling would be as good as Moeen Alex Moeen Ali is a good bowler when it comes to white ball formats and very rarely lets you down at all. I think it will come down to matchups. If there's a, a lot of right-handers in in the West Indies lineup, then you might see a Liam Dawson, but hopefully England are going to use this and go "don't you play for your country." The game does matter, but what's the end game? What's your marvel? Where are you going, Rich? What's your end game? Well, England white ball, T20 cricket, even though we like them at the time, they all get forgotten. They don't have the same, just lasting memory as a Test match does when you watch five days, and you go, oh yeah, I remember James Bracey struggling against New Zealand. I remember Zach Crawley scoring nothing. I remember the Test match series against India. I definitely remember the Ashes, unfortunately. Those things stick with you, but I couldn't tell you who we played a T20 against two years ago, and what happened. Well, I can, because I've got it in front of me, but that's that's the impact it can have. So you might see a little bit of Liam Dawson. One player I think we're all looking forward to seeing is a little bit of Reece Topley in our lives. So injury prone, very, very injury prone. Retired from Red Bull cricket a couple of years ago. as was fallback, played Red Bull cricket again. Nine wickets at eight point three nine economy rate in the Big Bash, fifteen wickets seven point two three in the 2020 T twenty blast over in England it was around the 2015 World Cup campaign. Upside is massive. Tall left armour. We've got a quality, world class quality left armour in Tim L. Mills in the squad. But what happens when his hammy goes again? You know, you know, he left England Expo. And you're back up. What's in your locker, boys? Let's go have a look. And I think in Reese Topley, we've got someone, if they can stay fit, is a world-class performer. Not quite seen enough quality off-speed stuff from him. But his general stock sort of stuff is good. And he's going to be good enough to play against this West Indies team, you can guarantee it. Next man down the big man i'm i'm calling him the big man of the team phil sol now i covered a lot of phil sol in the when we announced the squad Super name, Superman, racking havoc, racking. <laughs> I did this yesterday when we did it with Rich, but Wrecking havoc all over the T20 scene. Um, he smashed it. 2018, 355 runs, strike rate of 172 in the team Don't Make any Salt puns going on since then? Played in the Big Bash, played in the CPL, played in the PSL. And I like this because we spoke about player pathways in how do you fix England cricket? Philip Salt could have got a contract anywhere in the world. He said. I struggle against leg spin and I've not played in certain environments. So he took himself off to go and play in the Sri Lanka Premier League and in the Abu Dhabi. T10, and let me tell you now, he absolutely lit those things up. His his consistency level has gone to a complete another level. 301 runs, uh, third in the the LPL was absolutely excellent. He hits the ball hard. He hits it all around the wicket. Superb hands, amazing wrists through the ball, which gives us three to all attributes. And all of a sudden, he's he's being able to do it. But he's 100 percent the next iteration of this white ball. Dynasty and the next cab off the rank that's going to co- uh, come in and do some damage. Harry Brook got added to the squad. Now I like Harry Brook. I think Harry Brook has got the tools to be a, a three-format sort of player going forward. Had a really, really poor Big Bash, 44 runs at an average of six in seven games, but he did score 189 runs in the hundred, an average in the T20 Blast. Upside massive, but again, he's probably a couple of years behind really good things. But when it comes to playing in different franchise competitions all over the world, he's not quite got that experience. But it's good to have him in the squad. Don't think he's going to get any game time unless we get injuries or we're 4-0 up. But it's good to see. We'll we'll see. We'll just we'll just see what comes next. George Garton, highly touted, left armour, uh, was called in to the Ashes squad in 2000. He's not bad. He His upside could be very, very good. Pretend would he be. He he hasn't played international cricket the same as a Tim L. Mills or had the same level years of experience. He has had some experience in the Big Bash. It went okay. got a two for 23, a one for 19. A couple of times it didn't quite work. He's... And you've got, you've got to think, where are you going to be playing your cricket? Well, your cricket, the end goal is to play. You're probably struggling a little bit. But what you have done is exposed yourself to the right environment. So when you go there, it's like, cool, I've played on these pitches before. Cool, I've played against these sorts. of. said to his mates, is the other guy, complete end of the scale, 30-year-old, left arm quick. He's been good for a long time. Uh, and like others, during that 2020 season, when... All the team were kind of pushed to the side. We had to bring in the replacements because of COVID. He was a guy that managed to get a call up then, but didn't get a game. He's got big-time ability and, you know, the ability to deliver under pressure. He bowled the final over in the 2015 one-day final Royal London Cup sort of competition in England, taking two wickets to help Gloucestershire win the competition. And there's been a, a mainstay of the competition, 115 wickets, at an economy rate of 8.33. It's pretty good for someone bowling at the top and bowling at the death. But 2017, 1920, that was all under an economy rate of 8. So I think he's going to be a pretty... Decent addition to the team. It's hard to know. It's really hard to know when you see these guys put under pressure against the best batsmen in the world how they're going to go. But one thing we're seeing with this England team and this England unit and this just sphere of English cricketer enough previously playing at a really good standard. And we've we've started really well. We've had the, a warm up game against the Barbados Presidency Eleven where we scored 231 for four, which is a a really, really reasonable score. Jason Roy went absolute bananas, scoring 115 off 47 ball, 10 sixes thrown in. Tom Banton opened the batting. Decent player Tom Banton goes under the radar a little bit when you talk about England and how they've been going. But he did play some Sri Lanka Premier League, didn't really kick into it, and did play some Abu Dhabi 10 cricket. So he's kind of done the same... He's oh, got the same resume as a Phil Salt at the moment, but you know he took the gloves in this game, scored 32. James Vince at number three. This could be a huge series for, for James Vince. We talk about people and how their white ball cricket could impact their red ball selection for England. James Vince is the next incumbent, probably number three for this England cricket team. Yeah, he's been there. Yeah, he's failed. Yeah, he played some good cover drives. Yeah, he nicked off all the time. He's a huge series here, could really cement himself as being on that list. Uh, Moe Nelly got a fail, Owen Morgan got a, a little bit of fail. Phil Salt, 15 off six balls at the end, 1416. Didn't disgrace himself. Barbados, President's 11, as you would expect, 137 all out, bowled out on exactly 20 overs. I know Rich loves that stat when a team gets bowled out in 20 overs. Reese Toffley took the new ball, one for 14 off three overs. Very, very good there. Chris Jordan, two for 22. Other guys to stand there, George Garton. No no wickets, nine runs, going at 4.5 and over off two. Adil Rashid, two for nine as well, going at 4.5 and over. Tim Mills, three wickets for 25, 6.25 economy rate. But good to see Mills back. Good to see Jason Roy back in this English outfit. Now the West Indies have a long time been the gold standard. They just they've got all these franchise players around the world. They all come together when it really matters. Come together right now said the beatles. They do that and it's bought them two world cups. The previous world cup didn't quite go to plan. They finished 5th in the group beating only Bangladesh. That's not the best, you know, this is how we are in 2021. Batting has become a huge issue for this team, which it never used to be. They were the dot-ball merchants, but they had such power, they always got out of trouble and did really well for themselves. That just isn't quite working at the moment. The stats, 2016 World Cup, they had a 42% dot-ball percentage. This time, they've moved more towards a 44%. And the ball's per sixes. This is their bread and butter because they had the guys to be able to do it. Dot-dot-dot-four, dot-dot-dot-six. 16 balls per six at 2016 and 20 balls here. And we saw that. They got bowled out for 55 against England in the T20 World Cup. Most of them were kind of caught halfway between the wicket and the boundary. And it's almost like a lottery game. It's going, okay, I can hit the ball 100 yards. It's going to go over the boundary. If it doesn't, well, you're going to be out. Um, pitches weren't really conducive to maybe how they were trying to play. But Pakistan did it really, really well in those ladder overs during the competition followed this up with a 3-0 loss against Pakistan which they toured, they batted okay Pakistan were just a better team and a surprising 2-1 loss against Ireland, so the squad's looking like Kieran Pollard, Nicholas Puran, Fabian Allen Darren Bravo, Rustin Chase Sheldon Cottrell, Dominic Drake Shy Hope, Akil Hussain who uh, is definitely one to watch, Jason Holder Brandon King, Carl Myers uh, Roman Powell Romario Shepard, wonderful name Odin Smith and Hayden Walsh Jr. Now, uh, Fabian Allen has been passed fit from an ankle injury, which kept him out of the World Cup, so that's a positive. No Chris gale I think that's the the first elephant in the room we need to talk about. Chris gale They had a big send off at, at the end of the last T20 game in the World Cup, and I think we all looked at it in and went, "Yeah, mate, that is end of career." Well, he's still open for selection. But Phil Simmons has come out and been really transparent going, hey, look, it's probably not going to be part of the plans going forward. But we want to honour him. We want to honour these amazing players for us. And I really like this from Phil Simmons. Rather than them playing one game too many, it's going, we're going to have a testimonial. And they're going to try and sort out a testimonial for Chris Gale where they celebrate him. And they may do it with other players. They may do it with all the players that have stepped down. But I just think it's such a wonderful thing to do. They do it in football. They do it for players. You've been around the club 10 years. You get a testimonial. You're doing football manager anyway. Why not do this sort of thing? And they do it in first-class cricket for players. Um, no, Evan Lewis in the squad as well. Now, Evan Lewis from 2019 onwards, a strike rate of 155 in T20 international cricket. Wonderful player. Not picked for personal reasons for the Pakistan tour. And then I can't see anything clear telling me exactly why he's not in this. COVID has been cited, but I don't think he's had COVID for months and months. He may have long COVID. I may, I may not know. That's part of the problem. When you haven't got all the information, you make some assumptions. So that is going to be a really big miss because he is an ultra-talented player. And talking of ultra-talented players who haven't been picked, Shemron Hetmyer. 25-year-old, left out the one-day internationals and T20 squad to play Ireland and England after failing a fitness test. Leading run scorer in the 2021 run uh, campaign for them, 81 of 54 balls against Sri Lanka. He's played in the IPL. He's played all over the world, uh, cracking hair, Phil Simmons, the coach, has really lambasted him. He's come out and said he's letting himself down, you've let your team down. I feel like I'm listening to my dad when I'm a teenager going, You've let yourself down, you've let your mother down. Sorry, Dad, I didn't mean to run naked down the road. Things happen when you've had a beer. Now, this is this is interesting because this is Phil Simmons trying to take control of the culture. They're in a rebuilding job. And whether Hepmi likes it or not at twenty five he 's one of the more experienced players in that team, and one of the guys that 's really, really looked up to it and I think Simmons is calling out that he 's looking for leaders in this batting unit. Hepmi can be one, but if Hepmeye is not putting in the mahi and doing the hard yards, then <sighs> Phil Simmons needs to make an example of people, and this isn 't obviously a, a once conversation if a coach is coming out about something. It's got to be a continuous string of events, and I think Phil Simmons has has just had enough of it. Um, I I I feel for this West Indies team because they have been a great team for a long time, but they are in the drawing board stages of working out who they're going to be going forward and how they play their cricket. They need to work out whether they're a dot-dot-dot-six team anymore. They might not have the players that that are capable of doing that, and that's not a, a... a, a knockdown on them. That's just going, you're trying to match up with Chris Gale here, mate. You're talking about the finest T20 striker that the world's ever seen. Mr. T20. So it's 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 going to be hard. And come in, uh, Sorry, Phil Simmons has come out. Kieran Pollard has come out. And they've all said, we've got a batting problem. How do they go and fix it? Well, I can't tell you exactly. We're going to find out during this series. In World Cup, they scored an 8.66 run rate. Hence, they've kind of done all right in World Cups. Had in 2021, the new World Cup, it's in the past, Bobby, 7.96 run rate. And with that, the bowlers are going at over eights as well. So they're in a negative deficit during that time and only won 37% of the games. Head-to-head against England, they've played 19 times. They have won eight and they have lost 11. England have shared eight games, four wins apiece. And the famous games between them, 100%, has got to be the 2016 World Cup. In Calcutta. England batted first. Scored 155 for nine. Joe Root 54. Just Butler 36. Samuel Badry 2 for 16. Off four overs. Dre Russ 1 for 21. Carlos Brathright. Could you have a bigger game? No I couldn't. 3 for 23. In reply. They knock them off. David Willey 3 for 20. Joe Root 2 for 9. Marlon Samuels. Get a stadium named after you son. 85 not out. They need a- around 24. Off the last over. Ben Stokes takes the nut. Carlos Brathwaite goes 6-6-6-6, six, 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 sixes on the trot. They win with two balls to spare. Brathwaite, 34 off, 10 overs. Ian Bishop giving us one of the great lines. Carlos Brathwaite, remember that name. Just goosebumps, absolute goosebumps moment. And the biggest win between the teams came on the last tour of the West Indies, 2019, March the 8th, at Basseterre. of pronounce that wrong and I don't know why I'm trying to roll my R's when I can't do it. 182 for 6 England Joe Root. Hey, remember Joe Root when he could play T20 cricket? Well, he top scored again. So No, he didn't. Sorry. Sam Billings went nuts at the end. He scored 87. England scored 44 off the last two overs. West Indies, 45 all out. Jordan 4 for 6, Rashid, you know, in is absence saying he's a big Eagles fan and he's currently coaching in the West Indies. So it, it's an interesting series. From England, you're looking for dominance, you're looking for building, you're looking to understand how good this depth is. Because every time we've needed one, we've got one. What is the depth going to look like now? And who will be the stars for this West Indies team? How will they break out in the future? So if you're watching on YouTube, guys, let us in review videos podcasts going forward and like I said if you can leave a five-star review on Apple much appreciated we will read your name out and your comment about this England cricket team next time if you want legendary service if you, you want, want sweeter, sweeter discounts, discounts travel. Save by bundling auto and home with insurance. Sports Social Podcast Network. plus